This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Hey, uh, good morning. It is the Morning Drive on um Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T double T 97.3.com. Uh, I saw this story yesterday and I thought, wow, what a what a teammate. Um, Belgium shot putter and hammer throw champion. Her name is Jolene Bo- Boomko. I'm going to say it's how you pronounce it. Boomko. Okay. Okay. Nailed it. Uh, she was in the uh, European Championships in Poland. Her team was on the verge of getting disqualified because they didn't have somebody to run the 100-meter hurdles for whatever reason, okay? They had two athletes uh, have to uh, leave the event because of injuries. Okay. So uh, they were, they were going to have to forfeit, and she stepped up and said, I'll do it. Again, okay. shot putter. She's 29 years old. She finished the race without knocking any hurdles over. Her time was 32.81 seconds. She finished 19 seconds after the winner. Okay? I mean, and when you see them line up, and you're like, <clears throat> wow. She probably looked a little bit different than the rest of them. She did. She did. She had no Belgian athlete competed in the event. The team would have been disqualified. She received applause from the crowd and then was congratulated by her opponents she earned two points for the team um the points could be crucial as the bottom three countries will be relegated from division one but just in watching the, the hurdle i mean she she timed it perfect where mm-hmm. she kind of stepped over it and but i mean she did it man so give her i mean it wasn't like she knocked them all down i mean she did it without knocking any of them down I mean, she had some a uh, little bit of a height advantage because, mm-hmm. I mean, the girl next to her was like at her shoulder level. So she's substantially taller and she's a she's a bigger girl. Mm-hmm. You know, when you're in that sport, you know, the hammer and the um, and the shot. I never threw the hammer. That's a you know, that's a dangerous kind of thing. The hammer is a dangerous kind of thing. Yeah. After I've hit my thumb a few times, I've, I've thrown it. Yeah. OK. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Just like that, did you? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty that's pretty funny. Yeah. <clears throat> I I'm just a jokester. Yeah, you are. Man, you you are a jokester. I had a I had a bit of a uh a dad moment joke kind of this w- past weekend. Um Boy Wonder was taking a nap and you know a number of people coming by and knocking on doors for a variety of things and I put on their <clears throat> kid napping leave card. It's <laughs> good. You like that? Yeah. That's good. <laughs> Thank you. Kidnapping leave card. <clears throat> Thank you very much. Six thirty-four this morning here on the morning drive. I turned one of the door knockers around uh, on uh, Saturday uh, because he was uh, he was looking to get uh, one of the vehicles involved from a from a hail standpoint. I'm like, eh, maybe you need me more than I need you. So I gave him my card, and he had a card. So I was very impressed with his, at least his salesmanship. 
Mm. He didn't get anything, but at least he was... He didn't need any coaching. He knew what he so, was doing. Sounds like you get more door knockers in your neighborhood than I do. Man. Yeah. Seems... You don't get very many. I can't tell you the last time my door was knocked on. Yeah. yeah. In any apartment that I've had. Yeah. What about DoorDash? I don't do DoorDash. Yeah. I'll go get it. Yeah, I'm, I'm with I've you never, on that. I've never done it either. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, not anti-people doing it. Yeah, I'm not opposed <clears throat> to it. I just don't want to spend I will money. go get it, though. Yeah. I'm not even sure... I, I can't tell you the last time we had a pizza delivered. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Even when it was like right down the street from us, I was just like, man, I can, I can go get it far faster than anybody can go deliver it to me. And I'm, I can, I can certainly do that. But I can't, I can't tell you the last time that I had a pizza delivered. That's, uh, that's exactly, that's exactly right. And six, six thirty-five this morning here a, on the not a time thing for us. It's a money thing. It's just. Well, yeah, cheaper. right. The it's extra cheaper. Yeah. Sure, absolutely, yeah. absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Red Raiders got another basketball commit over the weekend. Uh, a wing and from, a baseball commit, and a baseball commit. Um, I'll tell you about the basketball commit, and then you can tell us about the baseball commit. I heard this, but I just can't remember his name. Arizona State wing Devin Cambridge will be uh, coming to the Red Raiders. He's a super senior, Jamie. Super one. Super senior, right? <laughs> So we don't want any super non-super players. We want all super players. Right, right. So he's he, he's a he's a super senior uh, out of uh, Nashville. He's six six two fifteen, and is a uh, is a guard. So I feel I, I feel like we're guard heavy, but I don't know. Maybe that's just I mean that's just the way it's it's going to be. But I also feel like uh, that we know nothing about this. Know very little. Uh, about this team so far. I mean, it's just, it's it's like... Well, it's hard to know too much, right? Because mm-hmm. they haven't played a game. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I mean, it's, I mean, there have been times yeah. when... And it's just... It's, I, don't, it's, I don't, also don't think anybody would disagree with your point about them being guard heavy. Yeah. And, and when you guess in the portal, it's probably easier to find guards than bigs. Mm-hmm. Just, just overall, you know, yeah. when you, in recruiting, it's harder to get the good bigs than, yeah, like defensive tackles. They're harder to find. <laughs> right, right. They'll go to the SEC. A little bit of everybody, everybody wants them, right? Yeah, uh, and there's not as many quality ones as there are quality wide receivers. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, baseball. Baseball should be familiar because he was here playing right last for year. Florida. Yeah. Gonzaga. Gonzaga, right? Yeah, Florida didn't play here. That's like, true. This is Gonzaga. Yeah. <laughs> I, I knew that. I knew it was Gonzaga. I don't know why I said Florida. Cade McGee. Cade McGee. Okay, was the uh, West Coast Conference Freshman of the Year in 22. Last year, got off to a super hot start and then uh, got hit on the hand by a pitch and missed a good chunk of the season. But uh, I would expect that the pipe penciled in to be your starting third baseman. Okay. And hit really well against the Red Raiders last year. It was impressive, including had a home run in the series. Yeah, I was going to say, didn't he? Didn't he have a home run? Um, Looks the part, body size of a next level third baseman. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, and then that would that would tell you that who's going to be your starting catcher then, right? Yeah, I don't think there's any question. That's Kevin Bazell. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and you weren't probably at all surprised about Brendan Gurton. Uh, leaving but were you surprised that he went to Oklahoma and maybe not because that's where he's from I did not even know that until you just told me okay uh, and um, not surprised I would have guessed he would have gone to one of the two schools I think if I remember correctly no never mind I think I, I think I'm thinking of somebody else 
yeah, no, not surprised he's with an Oklahoma school. And you know there's a connection there between Coach Tadlock and sure. Skip Johnson, the OU coach. And um, I'm, I'm sure that Coach Tadlock, you know, said positive things to, you know, Coach Johnson or whatever and is, you know, wanting to see Brendan succeed, not necessarily against the Red Raiders, but, yeah. but I, I'm sure that probably helped in that process a little bit. And, and you hate to see him go in conference. I mean, you understand sure. they probably – Felt like you needed a fresh set of, you know, places to go or, you know, some greener grass or, you know, kind of just, but you'd prefer to have seen that at Oregon State or at Oregon than Oklahoma. Well, if he's going to continue to struggle, I'm glad he's still in conference. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but now, now he'll be like, he'll come here and throw a no-hitter or something yeah. like that. If he's going to be lights out, I would prefer that, that uh, yeah. He would go somewhere else. Uh, here's some numbers on Cambridge. He started 35 games, started uh, average 9.8 points, 5.4 rebounds, blocked 28 shots, and shot 50.4% from the field. He also played three years at Auburn. So, I mean, he's taken advantage of his COVID year. So he had the three at Auburn, one at Arizona State, and now this one here. Um, uh, somebody says this, Cambridge is a 6'6 forward that plays more like he's 6'9". They still list him as a wing. Um, so we'll we'll see if he's their final roster spot or not because there is, um, I think, question about one player um, and that they could that could free up a spot for, for somebody, whether it's a West Virginia player or not. I don't, I don't know. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive, time for this day in sports history. Today is June the 26th, 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire. All right, you're going to have to follow me along on this one here. All right. Because this one even took me a second, and I was reading it this morning. 1944, the Yankees... Dodgers and Giants play a unique six-inning game for war bonds. Each would play successive innings. <coughs> the final score was the Dodgers five, the Yankees one, and the Giants zero. Okay, that's weird. Yeah. Good for them, though. Oh, sure. Yeah, you know, helping with what they can and all that. And, mm-hmm. you know, getting more fan bases involved. Th- three New York teams at the time. But, uh, yeah, three teams, one baseball game, six innings. 1962, Boston Red Sox, Earl Wilson, no hits the Los Angeles Angels, two to nothing. 1970, Frank Robinson hits two, count them, two grand slams as the Baltimore Orioles beat the Washington Senators 12 to two. 1976, Washington Senators player Toby Harsh plays an entire doubleheader at shortstop without taking a single ground ball. Wow. Wow. 1996 NBA draft. Anybody want to take a guess who the first pick was? What year was it? 96. Uh, It wasn't Carmelo, was it? It was not Carmelo. Uh, Although that is an answer. LeBron was taken first the year that Carmelo went. 96. Carmelo is an answer. He's not the answer. That would be Allen Iverson is the Mm. answer. Georgetown guard picked by the Philadelphia 76. Okay. 
I was trying to help there. Yeah, that's the, you. That's a good hint, and we failed miserably. Yeah, and I was way off on my years on that too. Yeah, twenty twenty one, the largest ever pileup in Tour de France history is caused by a spectator with a sign during stage one. Uh, what year was this? 2021. Yeah, I was going to say, not too long ago. Spectator was later hunted down and arrested. Good. Good for him. It is National Chocolate Pudding Day. Was it a him or her that they arrested? I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming it's a him. I can't remember. Girls now. are usually smarter than us. Yeah, that's true. Uh, big fan of the chocolate pudding with either either with either whipped cream or milk on top. I think we've had this I'm, discussion before. I don't think I've ever put milk on top of uh, pudding. You, yeah, you guys weren't milk in pudding. I don't know that I've ever like when making pudding. Yeah, I like chocolate pudding. I don't put milk on it. But maybe like that it. was just our maybe that was just because we couldn't afford whipped cream and we put milk on it. I don't I don't know, but that's what we did. I especially like it in a graham cracker crust. Mm. That's solid. That's that, the that, key. Sure. That, that, there's nothing wrong with that. There aren't many things in this world that aren't improved. The graham yeah. cracker crust. Fair. <laughs> there are some, but not many. Happy birthday, former Red Raider tight end, Jace Amaro. Kind of wonder what he's today. doing today. Uh, I think he's coaching somewhere. I think I read that. Like, not recently, but like, uh, about a year ago, I think he was off, uh, special offensive assistant or something at some someplace. Hmm. Uh, happy birthday to Ariana Grande, who's 30. Derek Jeter, 49. Michael Vick, 43. Nick Offerman, 53. Shannon Sharp, 55. Rudy Gobert, 31. Uh, Sean Hayes, 52. And Chris O'Donnell is 53. And on this day, 1945 in San Francisco. Delegates from 50 nations sign the United Nations Charter, establishing the world body as a means of saving, quote, succeeding generations from the scourge of war, end quote. The charter was ratified on October 24th, and the first UN General Assembly meeting was in London <coughs> on January 10th in 1946. Despite the failures of the League of Nations... In arbitrating the conflicts that led up to World War II, the Allies, as early as 1941, proposed establishing a new an international body to maintain peace, maintain peace in a post-World War. And that is this day in sports history. All right, this day in sports history, 6:50 this morning here on the Morning Drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double for that, or the mobile app. Visual Edge IT hotline is open as well at 806-771-0973. Plenty of baseball in the air for you tonight as uh, we'll have the national championship game. They'll play for the trophy tonight between Florida and LSU. 5.45 the broadcast time, just after 6 from Omaha this evening between those two teams. And then at 6.30, it's the Rangers and the Detroit Tigers from Arlington. That'll be a 6.30 broadcast time and 7.05 first pitch. Uh, speaking of the NBA draft uh, from what you just talked about but here's here's some history that we'll be following kind of moving forward uh oscar sheway remember him from west virginia and kentucky kentucky he went undrafted okay the history of that is he is the first player to win the naismith college player of the year award and go 
undrafted. It's really probably specifically because of his position. Um, uh, one quote that I read, if you're a traditional uh, now center or low post, 15 years ago he was, he'd be a, been a lottery pick. Right. Now it's just stay in college all four years and collect NIL money because the league isn't feeling it. <laughs> There's not a lot of players that play his style of game. Mm-mm. And I like those kind of that style of player too. Right. It's just disappointing. I mean, you got to be able to step out and shoot threes, and you got to be able to move out on the floor and defend guys that can shoot threes, and and don't rely on a big man in the post. You know, Jokic is a big man, but shoots threes, a terrific passer. You know, they put him out at the free throw line in a position where guys can cut around him, and he can make terrific passes to to guys, whether they're stepping out and fading out for threes or sliding in to go, cut into the rim. I mean, that's, you don't use a big man like your typical sure. mm-hmm. Kevin McHale in there. Right, right. right. Uh, Zach Eady is also a, a Naismith player, a Naismith Award winner who's not been drafted, but he's still in school. Uh, the Naismith Award began in 1969. So that's, that's a, that's a lot of history. Uh, and then you, you think about Sheway when he left West Virginia with, we thought, man, what what a what a loss for the Mountaineers, and it was. Oh, it definitely was. But it wasn't it wasn't necessarily a, just a big, you know. There was a lot of problems probably with that Kentucky team that those these past two years. They they seem like they've way under delivered uh, based on on their level of talent, and certainly based on the level of amount of money that they invest in that program. Um, they have under delivered the last few years. Uh, when you when you kind of just take a look at their at their program, it's so funny because we we kind of com- we think about how you haven't done well, and you look at a team like Kentucky or other quote basketball schools, and there's no given that they're going to make the Sweet Sixteen either, or the Elite Eight, or mm-hmm. the Final Four, or cut down nets, or you know things like that. I mean, you know, for all the money that they've given John Calipari and all the money that they've given their players and all the luxury cars and items and things that they've provided. I mean, he's only won one national championship at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. So, I mean... It's a hard thing to do, it's man. It's a hard thing to do. And I think I think we just sometimes... We, for, we forget that. Um, so, going back to Jace just for a second. Man, I I just wonder what what would have happened had he not been hurt in that West Virginia game that... Tech won, but left, and West Virginia left battered and bruised, and, and we left battered and bruised because Amaro wouldn't play again until the bowl game, and then he got tossed from that. Um, but just, you know, would they have won one or two more games down the stretch? Oh, you would think with the talent of Jace that he yeah. would have had an opportunity, a good opportunity to do that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then if that happens, Tommy Tuberville gets extended. And um, I don't, I'm not saying that you would have been better off or worse off or anything. It just you think about that that game in particular, and every every coach, um, and, and in every sport, there's a game or two where you go, man, if they win that game, <clears throat> what's what's different about their tenure or what's different about your season? Sure. But for Coach Tuberville, that that game was it because it really affected the rest of your season in terms of being able to win a couple of games down the stretch. 
This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. If you're uh, coming off vacation and going to work today, uh, curious where you've been and what the highlight was. If you're going on vacation today and you're headed out of town, curious where you're going and what the highlight is expected to be. Sometimes when you have these you know, destinations where you're going, it's like <clears throat> Disney World. Get your picture in front of the castle, right? You know, if it's... Uh, you expect a, a picture taken to be a highlight? Well, I mean, there's I bet not, the kids will say it's more no, like no, getting no, on but some rides. Well, sure, sure, like sure. This. But I mean, that, what, what what you expect to be the highlight? You want the highlight, then you want to be able to capture the moment as best you can. Yeah. That's really what I meant. Yeah. Okay. You know, so if you... you that, if the if the standing in front of something is the highlight and and waiting for dad to go, hey, everybody smile, <laughs> that's the highlight, you're going to have some unhappy kids. Probably so. In Chuck's defense, though, when you see that picture, you think of that trip. Yeah, right. That's no, absolutely, no question. You're not. I mean, you, you can get the pictures from the ride. Yeah. Again, did not say it wasn't important. Didn't say don't do it. Right. Just said it's not the highlight. Wait, like, what like hey, remember that one vacation where we took a picture in front of a building? <laughs> No, you don't say that. Remember that one vacation we went on that ride and, and Chuck almost hurled and, and it was funny and, you know, that that's the highlight, right? Right, yeah. Yeah. Especially the Chuck not hurling part. Yeah. That's definitely a highlight. Right. And, and Or like going to the Grand Canyon. I mean, you know, you know, you see the big hole in the ground. The, yeah, the, the view is the highlight, not the, the picture not that the, you take. Right, right, yeah. right. Or the hike in the canyon. That's the yeah. highlight, Chuck. Well, that'd be that'd be your highlight. My highlight would be, <clears throat> hey, wh- what do you think? Should we do that? Nah, let's let's. Nah, nah let's you can ride the donkeys like Jeff did. Yeah, mm-hmm. down there. That you rode the fun. donkey down to the bottom. Rode the donkey down to the bottom. Wow, that's pretty cool. And uh, did, it was an amazing experience. Did it take you back up too? Yes. Okay. In fact, there's it's there's two paths to take. the The way down, you take the long way down. <clears throat> which takes all day to get down the fast way up is what the hikers are supposed to use to go up and down uh-huh. because it's exponentially shorter right um and you hiking that is a day it's about a half a day on the mule going back up one when of the coolest experiences of my life when did you do this uh i was in junior high junior high okay my yeah. grandfather my grandmother and i went i think if you have a chance to see the grand canyon or niagara falls that you have to do it yes they are I have not seen Niagara Falls. I've just flown over the Grand Canyon. The the Grand Canyon and Niagara Falls go into the category of lives up to expectations and okay. lives up to the buildup. When everybody says, go to the Grand Canyon, and you go, you get it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I have was, you been to Ni- I'm sure you have been to Niagara yes. Falls. Yes, yeah. I've been to both. Yep. Okay. I have uh, not hiked to Niagara Falls, but I have hiked in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> okay. See, here we go. couple of folks. Headed to Des Moines, Iowa for my son's wedding this Friday. Wreck him, Gino in Colorado. Well, hey, good luck to him, Gino. Uh, okay. This, well, this, that actually might be something where a picture taken is right. like a highlight, right? Because right. right. then you're going to capture the moments, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so that might actually be one. Probably not the highlight for the groom. That's a different story. 
Okay. Uh, Mark says this. Good morning, gentlemen. Going back to work from vacation, we went to Denver and Colorado Springs. Our highlight was going to Estes Park and then seeing the Stanley Hotel. Okay. Neat. Yeah. See, you'd, you'd like Estes Park. Mm-hmm. You know, that. Yep. plenty of places for you to stomp around there. Yep. Uh, Been so, there, done that. Some folks will be coming to Lubbock for their vacation, maybe to see family or friends or, you know, going out to... Prairie Dog Town or something like that. <laughs> does Prairie Dog Town exist anymore? I don't know. I, I don't I, think I, it does. I, I think it's uh, I think it's been boarded up. Yeah. You know, uh, but it might be going down the street to uh, Buddy Holly Hall for something. Anyway, uh, one of the or things just to swing by here and meet <clears> you could get a picture with Chuck Hines. Could be, yeah, could be. The um, the folks over at Jones Stadium working hard uh, to get ready for the upcoming season. No. The south end zone will not be done. I think I think some people are still confused by that, going, well, when, when's it going to be done? Well, they got an awful lot left to do, right? They sure do. And it'll be May of 24 before it's done. Maybe not even until this time next year would be my would be my guess, right? They say May of 24. Okay. But, but generally speaking, you know, I think, you know, we know that there'll be some delays. Oh, we're at. Towards the end of June, so like one month late probably would be in the uh, acceptable tardy time, right? Yeah. As lo- it really feels like as long as you're well in advance of football season, sure. you're good to go. It's a uh, $220 million project. Now, what is going to be there uh, in the fall is a new turf, okay, and a new uh, lighting system. I... I'm more excited about the lighting system than the new turf. I think the new turf will look cool. I mean, I'm sure the players will be excited about the new turf because um, obviously it'll be better to play on. I mean, I, I'm sure that surface is hard. You know, there was a time when Coach Kingsbury didn't want it replaced because it was a speedy turf, and then they replaced it. Not that that, not that, that led to us being slow on the field or anything. The other thing is that the – Stadium folks will be able to flash the lights after touchdowns. Now, they can do this over at Rip Griffin Park, but the skipper really doesn't like that, does he? I don't know the truth. I, I, it, I mean, I don't, I'm not certain of what the decision is there, but I am told that um, there was a team where they were flashing the lights, and uh, after a home run, the guy missed second base. The other team appealed and because he it was in the dark. Uh huh. When he got to second base, one of our guys. Crashed. No, 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 no. Oh, just another Some, sc- another, another, another school, school, another game. And the guy missed missed second base because he was in the dark. Didn't go back and touch it. They appealed. He missed it, and he sure did miss it. And so we're not going to have take any chances like that. Even though we can turn the light switch off, on and off, on and off, on and I, off. I'm, I assume we can, but I have no idea. Okay. Um, I, I don't just, know if that story is true or not, and that Coach Tadlock said we're not going to do that, but that's a that's what a rumor I was told. I've okay. never asked Coach Tadlock that question. Okay. If they can turn off and on the lights that fast for touchdown, mm-hmm. I am super excited for the potential for the night performance of the tech band doing the Star Wars performance oh. where they have the lights on their hats and okay. that's all you see on the field. Okay. Coolest experience my freshman year when they did that. And it was a tradition for a very long time that you couldn't do because they changed the lights out. Because you've got to have the lights bright enough 
by the end of halftime to get back to playing the game. So if they can turn them on and off that fast mm-hmm. and they get to that bright that fast, I'm anticipating that performance again. So going banned from Rayland, you're on the clock. Okay. Uh, so here's a, th- this from the AJ's uh, article about the uh, stadium construction on, uh, on Sunday. Uh, according to uh, this article and the uh, person that's uh, being quoted in here, the, uh, his name is Chris Huckabee. He's the chair of the Red Raider Facility Foundation. Apparently, the lightest turf was put down in 2017, and the base layer, according to Huckabee, is fine, which will make putting down the field turf process faster. You know, sometimes they have to take it all up because it's, you know, the the way that it drains and things like that. It requires a lot of <clears throat> extra work, you know, underneath the underneath the, the surface itself. It's not just putting down concrete and then putting turf over the top of it. They They've done that before, not here, but, you know, at other places. And the, the better way to do that is to have a drainage system and the chopped up tires and all that kind of stuff. But that'll be ready to go. And then uh, the other thing that'll be ready to go will be the lights. Um, they're going to replace the North scoreboard. So Raidertron 5000, will get a new version of that. All right. And then we'll have a new double T that will go in the south end zone version once once everything is completed down there. Mm-hmm. But that so we're going to name it Radiotron 5001, or we're going to go Radiotron 10,000? We'll have to see what it looks like. See if it gets an increase in voltage. I mean, if it's, if it's, you know, if it's the, you know, we had Radiotron. Sure. And then now we have Radiotron 5000. So now this could be the granddaddy of them all, Radiotron. Exciting, I know. Yeah, but I mean, it'll. I mean, it, it's it'll be there in the north end, and that will be there for for next year. The lights will be there this year. The new Wi-Fi will be next year. So the one thing I'm curious about, I haven't heard about it yet. I'm assuming it's going to be on the east side. Is where's the band going to sit? Yeah, that's a big question for this upcoming year. Yep, and then and, and then in the future. As yeah, well. right. Yeah. yeah, I've liked them being in the south end zone because they felt like you could hear them better. But that's that's probably not going to be the case. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Jamie's question of the day on Double T 97.3 is presented by Bizarre Solutions. Call them today for a free cybersecurity audit. All right. Do you have a question? I do. I have a question. We're going to stick with our current topic. Okay. Trying to be topical here. Okay. No, I like that. That's <laughs> a right. goal. And so I would like you guys to tell me if you could change or add anything right now to Jones Stadium. Mm. What would you change or add? What would I change or add? Okay. I'll, I'll, this is something that I would like. I would like a kind of a common area and, and that that you could pay a premium to be in. Uh, on the east side that if you wanted to get out of the sun just for a little bit or go somewhere at halftime, you could. And if 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 it cost you, a little, I mean, it would cost you a little extra money, but it would be an area where you could just kind of uh, in, in, the, in the summertime or you know, in the fall, you know, when they have those September games or even in November when we have those really cold games, just a common area where you could, where you could go. I mean, it would... 
it would have to be a premium place that you'd have to pay extra unto, above and above your your uh, season ticket, but it would be something that I would be willing to do. So I, I'm asking this because I really do not know the answer. Mm-hmm. What, what's in the north end zone now that's not ag- accessible by... It's it's only for the, accessible for those people that have bought the loge, loge boxes. Okay. okay. And the south end zone, I think, is going to be in a, a similar s- situation. Um, although, I think they've kind of discussed that a little bit, but I, I th- I'm not sure how the premium seating is going to go, with the exception of the suites. There's going to be suites mm-hmm. in the south end zone, but I don't know <laughs> if there's going to be a, quote, common area. I mean, I want to keep my seats at the 45 that I have on the east side, but I'd love to have... Just a spot to go, just to get out of the heat at halftime or get out of the cold at halftime, just to cool off or warm up just a bit. Okay. This is hard without knowing what how the south end zone is going to feel. Um, because I thought the south end zone needed kind of a, a redo anyway with regards to how it, w- compare, it compared to the rest of the way the stadium looked. And now it's getting an upgrade. I, I don't have a, a, a an area where people could go would be great. It's it's not something that affects me though because I that's not where I am. Um, I don't have an issue with the internet there because of where I am, and I know that other people do. I also and they're know, fixing that with uh, next uh, year. It, they're trying, and, and I say this: it's hard to fix the internet on a Wi-Fi signal when there's seventy thousand people sure. using the same broadband. Right. Like, there's only so much that they can do. How about just forbid people from being on their phones? <laughs> you know, it, it, there's possibilities there. Isn't it funny? I mean, this is just how our, our world has changed. This wouldn't be something that fans would have complained about a while back, right? Even after, yeah. you know, having the internet on your phone was available. Oh. But now it's just, now it's so prevalent that you're you're wanting to be on your phone and look at things and sure. look up stats or watch other games while you're also at another game. But that's just because the world is different now. I like to look at the, I, the, the current stats is what I like to do. I want them to bring something back. I just thought of this. It just hit me when oh, you no. said that. Oh, no. Roof Raider. Roof Raider. <laughs> bring Roof Raider back. It's, it's really not part of the stadium, but okay. It's part of the atmosphere. It's something yes, that we haven't okay. seen in a while. All right. Okay, well, I, I would I would like to see, and I assume is going to happen with the new with the new South End Zone, is the, some video boards on that end. I, I feel for the people that sit in the north end and can't really see the video board there, and so I, I, it feels to me like there needs to be something on the South End Zone where they can see stuff that's going on, you know, whether it's replays or mm-hmm. it's um, whatever the opening you know pump up video or whatever you know stats whatever it's it just it feels like that end of the stadium will need something like that as well and again i seem like they i assume that that's going to get done you know a picture that i'm that i'm looking at is going to show video boards on in the south end zone on both the west side and on the quote east side with a double t with the double t scoreboard in the middle on top okay so I think that I think that's going to happen. They've heard my cries. Yes, <clears throat> mission accomplished. There but is is there is Roof Raider in any of those drawings? No, no, he's not. And I and I I really don't think my request is in any of those drawings as well, unless uh, unless they unless they create this. Somebody says this, Chuck. 
uh, Cowboy Stadium has a VIP section like that. You have access to the lower level tunnel where the players walk out, free drinks, free food for the whole game. I even saw good old Jerry. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm thinking about yours, Chuck, and it makes a lot of sense what you're saying. So, like, where in the stadium could they do that? Where's their room for that? Yeah, that's that's a, that, and, and that in of itself is a great question. Unless if, you, if you closed off the northwest entrance, while obviously that would ruin the people coming across the the walkway, um, for an entrance that so they'd have to go to a different entrance there. There's a big enough area there that I think you could pull something like that off with. Yeah, or even the really for the for the east siders, it'd be more the northeast. But but I think that's where they're going to be. That's where they're going to have the temporary visiting locker room next year, is in that northeast area. So those those really? guys, yeah, yeah, they're going to build. They're going to build over there for that. Tech is going to dress in the um, in their in their in their home dressing room. Will be you know in the inside the football facility, and then I, I guess come down that ramp there on the on the east side. Eventually, they'll they'll enter through the south end zone. And there may be some of that. There may be some of that area that I'm that we're talking about in that south end zone area. But I I want it on the east side because I don't want to give up my seats. I I really like where we sit. Um, but there would just if even if and and I've made this request, but it's just it's just not possible now. With the the east side club is sold out, and they don't they don't sell access to the east side club without you buying seats inside that club area. So, um, anyway, that's that's just kind of what that that that's my own personal wish that that even if they did something on even if they gave us access, I mean, again, charge us, but you could have access to the north end zone. That would be that would be optimum as well. And who knows? Maybe you know, it's they're always trying to figure out a different way to make some additional money because obviously it's it is a huge project of what they're trying to do over there in terms of raising money and trying to pay for the facility and you know generate other opportunities to to make some cash for the athletic department i get all of that but um and it, it's going to be super cool when it's all when it's all said and done um but the video boards will be up there um on both the west and the east side of that double t scoreboard mm-hmm. uh, and then you'll have suites there uh and you'll have offices there um, I think some offices there, but not too many because I mean they they want to have premium viewing uh, opportunities for people, and then they'll uh, they'll also uh, th- then eventually tear down the current football facility and build a two story football facility when it's all said and done. How so, uh, this just hit me? How about the small like uh, in theory? When does like, that project start after that, this one is yeah, done? After yeah. this one is done. How about a small little area? And it we're talking After the season. We're talking like semi truck trailer kind of size area that I'm talking about here, where you can see past bowl trophies, the stuff that's in the football training facility that the fans can walk through. And once a season, you change out what's in there. Now it wouldn't be just the trailer, obviously. You'd have to do it upright, but have something where the fans can walk through that and see some of those. I'd love that they for them to be to able to show off. The- have a spot for them to show off their trophies and things like that. I mean, you, you see that over at the arena. You don't really see you don't really see the baseball stuff. I mean, that's inside their their offices. You know the 
World Series appearance trophies and things like that. I would assume that'll be in the new clubhouse. Yeah. Entrance area. I don't know. Most of that stuff now is over in the master or was in the master Mass rider lobby. lobby. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's hard. It's hard to get to it to to see it. But you're right. I mean, there's some there's some cool stuff inside the football training facility that the general public doesn't get to see. And I mean, and I get it. They're trying to show that stuff off for recruits and things like that. But it'd be and we've talked about this before. It'd be great to have a common kind of area for a, you know, Texas Tech Hall of Fame, so to speak, uh, museum to kind of show off your stuff. But the question is, where do you where do you put it? Do you put it at the football stadium? Do you put it at United Supermarkets Arena? Do you put it at, at Rip Griffin Park? Where do you? Where if do you you're put doing it? a Hall of Fame, it needs to be in its own building. Yeah, and the problem with that is it probably can't sustain itself. Uh, Except or you for would a be couple able, of weeks a year. Except for a few weeks a year, right. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Sun is up and uh, ready to get after the day, uh, as are we. And look forward to hearing from you today on the Eights Flooring Center chat line. Go to DoubleT97.3.com for that. Or the mobile app, the Visual Tech IZ, Visual Tech IT hotline is open, too, at 806-771-0973. We come to you this morning from the First United Bank studio. <clears throat> okay. Again, uh, we'll have baseball for you tonight. We'll have uh, Game 3 of the College World Series. This will be the deciding game. 5.45, the broadcast time, just after 6. Play-by-play between Florida and LSU. Florida, a big winner yesterday, 24-4. to LSU a winner on Saturday, four to three and eleven, and Jamie thinks Florida's going to win tonight, right? Um. <laughs> okay, that's kind of what I. <laughs> I feel like. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, I yeah. kind of, I kind of gotten that feeling earlier that you thought that that. Have you changed? Have you changed your mind a little bit, or is it? Well, just... I'm definitely rooting for Florida. Yeah. I, I just think that they're. Uh... I think they're really close. Mm-hmm. I mean, yesterday was just one of those days in baseball where it's just a bad day, right? For yeah. LSU, nothing, nothing went right, and mm-hmm. Florida was swinging the hot bats, whatever. But I, I think it'll be a na- another nail biter tonight. The uh, twenty-four runs was the most in a college World Series game, and was one short of the record for the largest margin of victory. LSU hit a home run in the ninth inning uh, to keep keep it from being tied uh florida had six home runs uh yesterday at uh, charles schwab field and i think there were two hit to the batter's eye Mm -hmm. okay in the ball game one for florida and one for lsu um wyatt langford said this he's the florida outfielder we did exactly what we said we were going to do flush last night and come in today ready to play the balls were falling for us today and that's just kind of how it went so I bet if LSU wins tonight, one of their players might go. We did exactly what we said we were going to do. Yep, I mean both flush teams, last night. Both teams have to. Yeah, both teams, and sometimes it's harder for the mm-hmm. the team that's uh, that's won it than yeah. it is for the team that's lost it. But uh, I I gotta believe that 
in this situation, it's not one of those situations where like, oh, we got this. We this team's terrible. We're just going to blow by them. I mean, you're you're. It's one game to decide the national championship. I can't believe the Florida guys would be like, oh, this team can't play with us. Sure, right? Sure, They're not right, thinking no. that. They mm-hmm. they know where, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they know how good LSU's been all season long and yeah, all that good stuff. Uh, Jack Caglione's going to go. Is that right, Caglione? Me. Uh-huh. Uh, just Caglione. Caglione. Okay, he's going to pitch for the for Florida tonight. Uh, they have not announced a starter for S- LSU, although Paul Skeens could be available. He's got three days rest if he pitches. He's thrown 15 and two-thirds innings over two College World Series starts. Um, so do you, do you have a – will they go with Skeens and see if they can – or would Skeens be a guy that if, – if it were you – would you start Skeens or would you go to Skeens if you needed to him? Uh, I pro- if if he felt like, let's say they say, hey, we, we think he can give us 60 pitches or mm-hmm. 75 pitches, I think I would start with him. Okay. Just because I would want, if he's, if, if, if I feel like he's our best option for those 60 pitches, I'd want to get off to a good start. Mm-hmm. I'd want to get an early lead, kind of loosen the, you know, just everybody being so tight and allow you to be a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. So I'm putting my best foot forward right off the bat there. Okay. Okay. And and say, okay, get us four innings or whatever. And then see where it takes us. And hit the, yeah, hopefully ad- we got a, a lead by that. Adren- adrenaline might be yeah. really flowing by then. But, but as many pitches as he's thrown in this College World Series, you you got to make sure he's he's on board with whatever you decide. Yeah, he, because he's a first-round draft choice, right? Uh, top five, top three pick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I mean, you don't want to you don't want to hurt him before he even gets to the the major leagues. Yeah, and sometimes there's a little bit of you got to protect them from themselves because you got to believe that a you know young man like that right now is like yeah, whatever. Give me the ball, throw another 190 if you want me to, coach. Sure, I'll do whatever I can to help this team. Who protects the players from the coaches? <laughs> <laughs> is that the is that the mommies and the daddies is that the somebody from above that says hey man do you really think you need to go with this guy today he's already thrown 200 pitches over the last six days or whatever well i mean that's i guess that's where you're you would expect the mom and dad to <clears throat> and the advisor there's always an factor advisor into right. what the sure. kid is going with and what the kid thinks. Well, and you need the kid. Well, I mean, a guy, a guy like that is—he's definitely going to have an advisor. Yeah, he's sure. Going to be helping him once he be, is be, not an amateur anymore. Well, and the, and then and maybe most importantly, these advisors or coaches or even parents or you know family members—you have to rely on the individual player to go, hey. I feel okay, or I don't feel okay. Uh, yes, whatever. yes. Yeah, but again, I'm I'm not suggest. I don't think the LSU coaches are going to try to hurt him. No, no, no. I, I don't. I mean, some I don't guy can. Some guys can handle. I mean, you look at the size of that young man, and you. I mean, it's hard to even call him a young man. That grown dude, <laughs> you know, well, and of, feel like he could handle it better than some. A lot of those LSU guys. I mean, you could put them in a Cub uniform, and they. <laughs> looked like they'd fit right in. Yeah, I don't know what the number is. I saw it mentioned a few different times, you know, at the beginning of the NCAA tournament, but there's like it was I don't I wish I could remember the number, but there's it's something to the effect that there are more top 200 MLB prospects on the LSU roster than on like three or four major league rosters. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's that's how that's how good that team is. Yeah. That's how loaded with talent they are. 
That's crazy. I mean, it's, yeah, and not all, not all coming out this year, but I, and I can't again. I can't remember exactly what the numbers were, whether it was top one hundred or top two hundred or whatever. But they're uber uber talented. And, and we've we talked about this a little bit last week. It seems like, or it feels like, and you're you're in it every day that college baseball is going to get stronger and stronger and stronger in terms of the competitiveness and the quality of the player coming through because of whether it's facilities or coaching or education or name image likeness, the ability to, you know, more than uh, just get your, I mean, in some cases, these guys are are 99.9% of all baseball. They're all paying for the ability to, to play there. But at some point in time that, this is going to keep flipping the switch and and at some point in time it's going to be more positive but it seems like there's more of a reason for them to stay in school than to travel uh the minor leagues and that the game is going to get even more competitive and and even better it seems like yeah you'd like to think so that there's it's just more reason to to stay in school or go to college rather than you know head on to minor league baseball especially the low low levels when you could go and play college baseball, play high-level players, you know, mm-hmm. compete at a high level, play in nicer stadiums in front of bigger crowds, um, more intense situation, be better taken care of athletic-wise, nutrition-wise, be have, have better coaching, all that, be allowed to progress while you're also getting your education. And now if you're not having to pay for it because of NIL with baseball, you would think that certain guys would be like, eh, you know what, I don't want to ride. 10 and 11 hour bus trips for the next three years. I'll go fly on charter jets and play in Omaha and play in packed ballparks across, you know, the SEC or the big 12 or whatever, and have a great time doing that and Mm -hmm. progress that way. And also get a couple years out of of school knocked out as well. Yeah. This has been the morning drive podcast presented by Cantex roofing and construction. Check out our library of double T 97, three podcasts at double T 97, three.com.